You're listening to the 49th edition of the Bitochen Podcast. Continuing the base of Levi. Levami Mitzvah, Abitochen, Yenotzel, Abitochen, Mikam Averis, the section is entitled, Besides for the Mitzvah of Bitochen, of course, a person fulfills the obligation to have faith in Hashem, the Boteach also is saved. A person, you have secondary benefits from being a Baal Bitochen. You're saved from a number of sins. Yenemi Mitzvah, Abitochen, Levami Mitzvah, Zoy Atzma, when it comes to the to the mida of Yitachan, the character trait, it's a character trait to to feel assured, to feel trust in Hashem. Besides for the mitzvah itself, so there are other benefits. Of course, besides for the physical benefits of having less anxiety, having less depression. Somebody who fully has faith in Hashem will be saved from a number of serious sins. One sin is the Avera of Chanufa. Chanufa means that I'm busy flattering people. I'm saying perhaps unwarranted flattery, words that aren't even true, nice things about others, because I want to get on their good side. But I don't have to get on anyone's good side if I know that I'm on, so to speak, Hashem's good side. The Gemara in Saita says, and that those who are mechanfim, those who are flatterers, busy buttering people up, they're among those, they're among the four categories of people, four groups of people who do not get to greet the Divine Presence. It also says over there that whoever is a flatterer, and we can think about flattery in terms of I need this person to give me a benefit. I need his oil. I need his uh, natural gas products. I need his money. I think about countries today that are busy flattering others and not standing up for, the, for what's right. It brings in anger to the world. And, you know, looking around what's going on today. So it's clear to see how war can begin because of flattery. But it's also true on a spiritual level and on an individual level. When I'm busy flattering people and I'm busy saying how great they are when the truth is, number one, that they're not, and number two, I'm busy depending on them instead of depending on Hashem. So it brings about a great anger in the world. Those who flatter the hearts, they bring about anger. It's a pasuk in Eov, chapter 36, verse 13. A person like this, so he's busy trying to get favors from other people. Then he turns and he asks God for a favor. He says, God, please answer my prayer. But his prayer is not answered. The, uh, the, person, the person who is a mechanif, the person who is a flatterer, should not call out. Because their their Ki asarum. Here he translates it as, um, he should not call out when he afflicts them. Hashem will not listen to their prayers. Hashem will not listen to the tefillah of a machanif. The idea here is, why is it such an intense thing? Why is it such a bad thing to be a flatterer? Because it's a sin of the mouth. He uses his mouth in the wrong way. Now he wants to use his mouth in the right way. He wants to pray to God, please God help me. 
But his prayer will not be answered because he used his mouth in the wrong way. You can't use a prosecuting attorney for your defense angel, for your defense attorney. You find that if you want to use a horn that's from a, from a cow, it's not permitted to use a bull's horn to, to blow the shofar on, on Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because it's, it represents the Egel Hazav, it represents the sin of the golden calf. Something that's used for, for something wrong can't then be used for something right. And even though the Gemara there says in Rosh Hashanah that when do we say, excuse me, when do we say that there's a problem of using a shaifer uh, uh, which, which came, a, a, a horn that came from a bull, from a cow, it's because it's being blown and the sound is going up to, to the highest heavens, it's going up to the highest heights, to the Holy of Holies, so to speak, into God's presence. So there you can't use it. Since the Shavu is coming to remind Hashem of our good things, it can't, it can't be used. It's, it's considered like it's inside. It's being blown inside of the palace, inside of the throne room of Hashem, as it were. Says the Beis Halevi, that when it comes to tefillah, when it comes to prayer, this idea is also, we can speak about it as well, you're, you're praying, you're trying to get your prayers into God, so to speak, into His throne of glory. When your prayers have an audience with the king. And so if your mouth, which produces the prayers, is the same mouth that produces flattery and forbidden speech, it's not going to help. Like we find, Kamar Brachas says, that when one prays, a person needs to direct his heart. That the prayer should be entering your, your thinking. This is how you're supposed to think when you daven. I'm praying, I want my prayers to enter into the Holy of Holies. I want it to get into the Beis HaMikdash, Shemala maybe, the, the upper temple, or maybe it's talking about even, we're imagining that our tefillists are coming through the, the Kedosh HaKadosh from the Holy of Holies of a physical temple in this world. That's the channel through which it enters up into the highest spheres, it goes into the deepest places. That's why this person's prayer will not be heard. It says furthermore there, a person who has flattery, a person who's a flatterer, it's such a terrible thing, it's such a bad thing to be involved in flattery. I'm talking about here about, you know, there's nothing wrong with giving a person a compliment. Right? Somebody does something good, someone davens nicely from the Yamud, compliment them, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about somebody who's trying to curry favor with someone else in order to get something that he wants. And he's giving a false, false flattery in order to get on his good side, in order to get the thing that he wants. So such a person, even the fetuses inside of their mothers, they curse out that person. They curse that person. Shanemar, Pasuk says in Mishlei, Perik Chavdalet, Pasuk Chavdalet, Oimer Rasha Tzadik The one who says to a wicked person that you are a tzadik, right, so that's a chaynef, a flatterer, you're saying to someone who's evil that he's righteous. Yikvu amim yizamu leumim. So he will be, he will be cursed by the nations, and the 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 nations will be angry at him. Okay. So somehow it 
It's included in this verse. I remember Lazar. I'm not exactly sure how the fetuses fit in here to the nations, but that's how we're understanding it. So, you know, the Beis HaLevi is trying to give us a, a sense of how bad it is to flatter, how bad it is to tell someone that they're good when they're not, in order to curry favor. Why does a person do it? Because he doesn't have bitachon. He doesn't have faith that he's going to get what he needs without doing something wrong. Right? So he wants us to understand how terrible this thing is. Rebelazer says that whoever does Hanuf, he falls into Gehenna, he falls into the fiery depths. Woe, says Yeshaya, Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20 and 24. Woe unto those, woe as in W-O-E. It's a terrible thing that those, there are those who say to someone who is evil that he is good. So the verse tells us it's a terrible thing. Be, it's like they're eating fiery straw, straw that's on fire, and they're letting, they're letting loose flames. Their root, their shoyresh, is going to shrivel, it's going to be like nothing. And and that which seemed to grow, their parach, their flower, it will be like dust. Okay, so the, the Torah is very um, serious in its description of the curse that comes upon a person who is machnef. Remember, the says, whoever flatters someone evil in the end will fall into his hands. It's a very important thing to understand if I give in to evil if I flatter evil in the end you know the people who think they're going to be protected by making uh, quote peace deals with uh, ambivalent countries etc in the end they're the ones who will fall into their hands and says any congregation any group of people that has in it flattery, it's as disgusting as Anida. Anida is someone who is, is uh, it's talking about a menstruating woman, and it's referred to as disgusting. Of course, women are not disgusting. But it's referring to the fact that when a person, when a woman is menstruating, so she is removed from her husband. She's considered, she's not allowed to come in contact with him. They're not allowed to have any physical contact. They're not allowed to they're not even allowed to pass things to each other. There's a certain aspect of, I don't want to say the word rejection, but this is something that's, that's removed from me. So someone who has Hanufa is, is rejected in that way. Shemar, as the Pasuk said, ki adas chanef galmud. That when you have a congregation, a group of people who are chanefim, they're flatterers, they're separated. V'omer b'lazer kol eda sheish b'chanufa l'sev goyla. B'lazer also says, that any group of people that has this means of flattery in the end, they will be exiled, they'll be sent out of their place. Says the Gemara in Shabbos that whoever says things that are disgusting with his mouth, mouth profanities, so they make the fiery furnace 
that a person goes to clean off his sins after death, called Gehenim, they make it deeper for him. Even if a person hears it and he's quiet, even if the person didn't actually say it himself, right, why would a person not say anything again? Because of flattery, you hear somebody say something you don't want to make them feel bad, you, you perhaps want to benefit from them in some way, so you don't say anything. Where it says in Mishle, the anger of Hashem will fall there. And here's where we come back to Bitochen. Somebody who has true faith in Hashem, so he will be saved from all of these averis, all of these sins. He'll be saved from the ramifications of being involved in these sins. Because he's not afraid of people. Like the verse says in Yeshayah, which means, I gave over my body to being stricken, to being hit, and my cheek to those who would cause damage, those who would otherwise help me. I made my face like a stone. I made my face like a stone. I will not be affected. I will not be hurt. I will not be... I don't need to flatter anybody. I don't need to give in to anybody in order to get something from them. Because, why? Because Hashem, I'm not embarrassed. Because Hashem is going to give me all of my needs. We find, as the Gemara says in, in the Dharam Dachapes, that there are circumstances where it's permitted to say something, a flattery, in order to save your life, right? If you know for sure you're going to be caused damage, so, like the Gemara in the Dharam Dachapes says, he saved his life. It could be. second here. I'm going to read the English here because, because I'm not sure what this means. However, this does not apply in a situation where there is a clear threat of harm if he voices criticism, in which case he should not offer reprimand. As it says in the Gemara in Meseches Nadarim, you save your life by not rebuking him. The reason for this exception is, as previously explained, that wherever it is clear that he will suffer harm, it is possible that he will not be saved from harm if he speaks up because of the concept of free will. Okay, so the last, the last line, I'm not sure exactly what it means, but there are circumstances, it seems, where one is permitted to speak up, one is permitted to flatter. He said earlier that you can't, you shouldn't even do it, you shouldn't even flatter in a place, you should have full trust in Hashem. So it's not clear, it seems to be perhaps a contradiction, I'm not sure. But the bottom line is, generally speaking, for sure, and perhaps always, one should make one's face like a stone, not be afraid. Also, another advantage that one has when a person has proper bitach, when a person has the, the correct faith in Hashem, is that you won't be jealous. You don't feel jealous. You feel jealousy because someone else is succeeding and perhaps I'm not. Why? Because you know that what you have is yours. You know that he can't touch anything that's yours. And you know that what he has is his. But Teach knows that what he has is his. 
Pasik says that the rotting of the bones is kina, is jealousy. After it's become clear and true in his heart, that every single thing that Hashem does, like we spoke about last time, is for the good. I know that it's good for me. I know that what's happening, it doesn't seem to be, hey, why is that person getting the good thing and I don't have that good thing? No. Everything that I have is for my good. There's no more room for jealousy. Just like a person who's sick will not complain to the doctor. Hey, why did you give him that medicine? It's a sweet medicine. You gave me a disgusting medicine. I don't like the taste of this medicine. You don't complain that way. Why? The, the, the doctor knows exactly what you need and he knows what he needs. And gives each person the medicine that they specifically need. Everything that happens in my life is medicine for me. Tailor-made. Everything is tailor-made for me. I don't need what he has. I'll also, by having me talking, besides for the fact that I'm not going to flatter people, besides for the fact that I'm not going to be jealous of people, I'm going to be saved from sins between man and his fellow. I'm not going to steal. I'm not going to overcharge. And the punishments that come when a person has weights that aren't honest, a person charges interest, which is forbidden by the Torah. It also distances a person from being cheap. The midah of being cheap is a terrible, terrible midah, says the Beis HaLevi. A person has bitachin, he's not cheap. You need something? Spend the money. It's important? Spend the money. Doesn't mean I have to be completely loose with my money, but I don't have to be cheap. Oh, we don't have money. When a person has bitachin, it brings him to generosity and loving Hashem and, and being connected to Hashem. And what is the reason? Because a person who trusts in Hashem, he doesn't take away his thoughts from Hashem. He doesn't take away his thoughts from the one in whom he trusts. And I just want to say something small about the last point, which is that we're connected to Hashem. So it's because I constantly think about Hashem, but also it's because I'm being misdame to Hashem. Hashem doesn't need anybody or anything else. Whenever I feel like I'm dependent on other people, I'm, I'm very human. Of course, human beings are dependent. But the only one that I need to be dependent on is Hashem. To the extent that I make myself like Hashem in spiritual terms, I attach myself to Hashem. I come close to Hashem. Hashem doesn't need anybody. If I also don't need anybody, all I need is Hashem. So then I have been misdam elikainai. I have made myself similar to my Creator. God doesn't need anything or anyone. I, by placing my trust in Him, attach myself to Him. I'm always thinking about Hashem, always thinking about my connection, and I make myself similar to Him. Thank you so much for listening. See you again next time.